This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Became an international story when a bee flew into the premier's mouth. It's coming from the health sector. <laughs> I just swallowed a bee. Oh, my. Oh. This is going to be replayed over and over again. Yeah. wedged in my throat. Sorry, guys. A little bugger got away in there. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm okay. He's buzzing in there. Man, he went right down the hatch. <laughs> this is a classic, okay? <laughs> this is, sorry. Oh, this is a good one. I'm going to be howling tonight watching this tape. I'll be rushing to the hospital to get this bee out of here. <laughs> what are the... I'm, you know, I'm kind of surprised this never happened before. Yeah, nothing to be, but like how, these people are outside all the time talking nonstop. Yeah. yeah I feel like one a bug will fly in my mouth. Mostly when I'm biking now that I think about it, but... Yeah, or if you get the window down, sometimes yeah, you get one. Yeah, you never one know, yeah, on the boat. Hit, hits you in the face, mm. but this this one definitely hit the bullseye. Went right <laughs> down Doug Ford's throat. Not since that fly landed on Mike Pence's head during the uh, <laughs> presidential debate down in the vice presidential debate in the U.S. has an insect got so much media attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, uh, we had our friends at Global News on site for that uh, press conference. And we have gotten their original recordings, and we were able to enhance. You know how it works. You watch, like, CSI. Of course. You just go on the computer, and you go enhance, enhance. Well, yeah, dynamics processing, you know, get her going. We kept enhancing until we could actually hear what was going through the bee's mind before it went in Doug's mouth. Listen. Not coming from the, not coming from the... Oh, it smells like honey and ham around here. Let me go check out this cane. Holy Christ. I just swallowed a bee. What the buzz? This is no cave. Is he okay? I'm the one stuck in here. He's down here buzzing around right now. Yeah, there's a lot of real estate. He has a lot of real estate. Hey, that was my joke. If that was in the clip, okay, this is going to be replayed over and over again. Yeah, in court. Just wait until I speak to my buzzing lawyers. Man, if Ontario's healthcare system wasn't so broken, I'd tell him to go see a doctor. Scary in here. Man, he went right down the house. Well, I better find the exit to this place. Oh, no. I forgot about human anatomy. Oh, this is a good one. I'm going to be howling tonight watching this tape. It would be scary, though, to get stung by a bee, especially, I don't know how many times Doug's been stung in his life, if he doesn't know whether or not he has an allergy to bee stings. Yeah. Oh, he's up at the cottage enough. He's probably been stung a few times. But even if you're not, if it stings you in the throat, like one small bump could close your airway entirely. Is an internal sting worse than an external sting? Gotta be. We're talking about the premier of Ontario, Doug Ford, swallowing a bee during a press conference on Friday. And a Taz and Jim listener has a similar experience. What's your name? It is Tom. Tom, you've been stung internally by a bee. I have been. It was terrible. (laughs) What was the situation? How did it happen? Well, I was on my lunch break at work, sitting in my truck, eating my Tim Horton sandwich, <laughs> and the bee went on the sandwich, and I took a bite of it. It stung me on the back of the tongue. Hold on a All second. Started- There's a connection here. There is a connection here. You're eating a Tim Horton sandwich. We have heard the Premier of Ontario talk about how much he loves the real egg on the Tim Horton's breakfast sandwiches. Maybe. Oh, dude, it's unreal. It's so much better than that, that stuff that they used to have. 
here we go. We're, we're on oh, something dude, here. It, yeah, so anyways, I got stung on the tongue there. I started freaking out, right? So Yeah, I, I bet. I, left, I went I went mock chicken through London to uh, Shoppers Drug Mart, and I bought a bottle of that uh, Benadryl or whatever the heck that yep, stuff right. is. Yeah, uh, right. I didn't look at the bottle, right? I just drank it. Well, then I started falling asleep. So then I had to sleep in the, the parking lot on the way out on Adelaide and Fanshawe, in that parking lot on... Uh, Did your tongue start place, swelling so. up? Did you know you had a bee allergy or no? Oh, no. I don't know. I got stuck on the tongue. I started freaking out. I didn't know what happened. Yeah, yeah. Was, but you're not allergic. Like, no, I'm not allergic. But, but just in case, you drank an entire up, bottle of, of Benadryl. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't I see the like may a, cause drowsiness on the label. That would be one of those CSI no, how did this it, guy man. die moments. The they find him suffocated in the car in the parking lot of the shopper's drug mart. How did this guy die? Tim Horton's sandwich in one hand, <laughs> bottle of Benadryl in the other. <laughs> yeah, trying to <laughs> fill in the blanks. Man, I tell you, it was it was something else. But yeah, no, then I heard, then I heard that the uh, premiere got stung and I was like, yeah, it was a feel. It's coming from the health sector. <laughs> I just swallowed a beat. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, what do you think? Should you and I go together to the jungle and do ayahuasca together? 100%. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Devin Peacock, our sports guy, talking about this new kicker that the Bills have. The punt god, they call him. I, I get suspicious now anytime I hear about an athlete performing well. I want the P-test for ayahuasca. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, did an interview on a podcast, and he said the reason he won the NFL MVP award was because in the offseason, he went on an ayahuasca trip, and it hmm. just basically focused him and honed him in on what he needed to do. It's almost like um, at the end of The Matrix, when Neo can can see the numbers and stuff. The binary code, the ones right, and zeros. Yeah. Right, he sees that, and he just can break it all down. And that's what Aaron Rodgers said he felt like after doing this ayahuasca, which is a plant, hallucinogenic plant, right? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I think it comes from like a cactus or something. There's a couple of similar psychotropic drugs but that aren't ayahuasca that people mistake for ayahuasca, but they do the same kind of thing. Like you, they put you on like a 12 hour drug trip and you're like, you're throwing up, you're pooping your pants and then you're seeing your ancestors and whatever else. <laughs> Hopefully you see your ancestors before you poop your pants. No, I think it comes after you have to go through the hard part and then you see the crazy stuff. Uh, can they see you? Like, do they know that you just pooped your pants? Oh, yeah, and they're doing that thing where they're waving Woo! their hand in front of like, yikes, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I watch, because uh, celebrities, this seems to be a big celebrity thing right now. They'll go on these retreats, and they'll have a guide, somebody who's there to to rub their shoulders while they're crying for mm -hmm. hours on end. A Sherpa. They call right. them, yeah. Is, is that what they call them, for real? Yeah, yeah, because they're like a Sherpa takes you up a mountain. This is like a psychological mountain, yeah. I guess. Uh, Chelsea Handler did it, and I, I watched her uh, her trip, and it looked terrible. <laughs> Why? Well, just because you, once you get into it, there's no turning back, and you're stuck. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever tried any... 
any drugs before, but <laughs> the feeling, from what I'm told, the feeling of not being able to make it go away is the worst. Sure, but when you... <laughs> But, like, you know, when you're on the, listen, I don't want to get too gross here, but when you're on the toilet and you're feeling sick and you're like, oh, God, just help me. You, you are close to God in that moment. You're so vulnerable. You know what I mean? So you add that with the drug trip. I think it all comes to, like, you're like, I'm going to die. And then your brain, you know, gets forced well, to confront things. could we just things. eat some bad sushi or something? <laughs> <with> that be- <laughs> no. we Is that got what you're trip. saying? <laughs> But uh, yeah, I've heard like tech guru, all the tech gurus, these are all rich people, right? You know, so yeah. they all go down there and then they get over their ego. They have an ego death or whatever. They even use it in therapy now, like uh, for it's people the with PTSD. It's thing for sure. Yeah. Ayahuasca, everyone's talking about it. And we're kind of slipping a little bit. I mean, we've been doing this for a while, right? We, we haven't had an MVP award in a while. We, yeah. could, we could use a rejuvenation. I'd Why love it. If after I pooped myself and barfed, I saw a vision of Dick Clark and Casey Kasem. <laughs> Our ancestors. They come to us yeah. and say, all right, Taz and Jim, <laughs> keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Oh, and keep pooping your pants, Taz. I saw that. <laughs> Ooh, do not go in there. Is it longer than Tommy's dog? Yeah, last week, Tommy Lee, drummer of Motley Crue, wanted to remind everybody that he's got a a big one. So he posted a picture accidentally at four in the morning on social media. You can still find it if you're looking for it on some platforms. Anyways, uh, we knew it was big, but we now know exactly how big it is, and we are going to... Uh, do a side-by-side comparison with other items. You just have to guess whether or not it's longer than Tommy's dong if you want to win the prize. And Zach is our contestant on his way to Guelph, Ontario this morning. How are you, Zach? Good. How are you doing? Good. Did you see that picture last week? I'm actually just Googling it right now. <laughs> yeah, use your imagination instead. Googling it or Googling it? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got some guys in the truck there with you? Yeah, just me and my work partner. Nice. Okay, Jim, uh, so how does this work? You just give an item and then... Yeah, you have to guess if it's longer than Tommy's dung. Now, I did some sleuthing. I uh, checked the dark corners of the internet to see what measurement we got on Tommy Lee here. And uh, estimates are putting it around 8.1 inches. Wow. 8.1 inches. So I won't be going... Fractions of inches, it's going to be 8 point whatever. So it has to be longer than 8.1 inches. Yes. Starting okay. off here with, is it longer than Tommy's dong? An iPad mini. Is it longer than Tommy's dong? It's not. An iPad mini. Well, hold on. iPad mini, which way? The short way or the, the long way? The long way. way. We're Ooh, going good long call. Way. I say it's still not. You would be correct. 7.69 inches is the iPad mini. Okay, next one here. A drumstick. And not a drumstick to play a drum. I mean a Nestle drumstick <laughs> stick frozen snack. Like an ice cream cone. Yes. Yeah, so is it longer than Tommy's dong? Definitely shorter. You are correct. Six and a wow. half inches. What about this? The- Feeling like I'm getting ripped off now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want an ice cream cone and, and Tommy Lee. I don't, I'm never going to eat a drumstick again. You've ruined it for me, okay. Jim. Thank you. Yeah, oh yeah, you'll only stick with those long freezies. Nothing phallic about them. Um, how about the average envelope? 
Like the, you know what I mean? The average at a post office. I'm saying the average long envelope is longer. You are correct. Nine inches. We all know a sheet of paper is eight, eight and a half by eleven. Envelope's got to be a little longer than that. How about this? A McDonald's straw. Is it longer than Tommy? We have one in the truck, and it's got to be longer. Which the straw is or Tommy the is? Straw. You are incorrect. <laughs> the straw is shorter. It's only seven point seven five inches. Tommy's eight point one. How wow. many of these do we have? One more. Okay. Five. <laughs> this is math, Taz. This is educational, okay? Uh-huh. Is it longer than Tommy's dong? Nine hockey pucks stacked on top of each other. Nine hockey pucks. Third inch longer. Uh, it's got to be longer. The, the pucks are longer. They are. You're right. They're about an inch long. Nine inches, nine hockey pucks. Tommy, 8.1. Wow. Four to five. You know Tommy's dong real well here, bud. Oh, the Google search paid off for you. The drumstick almost had me. We weren't talking dirt. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim, you ever write poetry to, no. to a girl that you... Oh, yeah. I've done that before in the yeah. past. Yeah. I love no Like in high school. I haven't done it since I've been Rhyming or what was the structure? 100%. Yeah. Couplets. Haiku. Rhyming couplets. <laughs> you? Yeah, I think I've done it in my younger days. I can't really remember, but... I let Hallmark do my poetry for myself (laughs) these days. Just be careful where you hide that stuff. If you are getting poetry written to you by a secret lover, if you want it to stay secret, burn it or bury it. (laughs) (laughs) Because if if it comes to light, it doesn't matter when. You're going to be in big trouble. Look at this. According to the Daily News... A 99-year-old Italian man is divorcing his 96-year-old wife after finding her secret love letters from the 1940s. Whoa. Yeah, this 99-year-old man stumbled across letters that she had written to a secret lover decades and decades ago. And he said, well, you cheated on me, that's it. Filed for divorce. Atta boy, stick to your guns. The truth always comes out eventually. Antonio is divorcing Rosa. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope your other spouse you love so much is still alive. (laughs) The guy from the notes. (laughs) You're, You're lonely now. Would you... Would you divorce someone? If you, I think if you he was probably out- looking for a reason. After 50, whatever, 70 years of married to, I think he was like, finally, I got 77 proof. years they were yeah, married. I think he said, enough's enough. I would. If you were 90, you could, you, like, you could either live the last years of your life with the person who loved somebody else, or you could just take all your money that you were going to like split with them or whatever, yeah. go to Europe, you know? Go wherever you're gonna go. Go to Mexico. He's gonna he's gonna be uh, pumping his way across Europe, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Get all those blue pills. Again, get a suitcase full. He's not ninety. He's ninety nine. Exactly. He's still got a couple good years left. Maybe a couple good weeks. Maybe a couple <laughs> good days. You're gonna be single though. Whatever they are, they're gonna be better. <laughs> I wonder if the Tinder profile will go up to ninety nine. <laughs> Does it cap out? It probably caps out at ninety nine. I I don't see them putting three digits in there just in case. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, he's single and he's looking to mingle. Antonio C. <laughs> divorcing his wife, Rosa, of 77 years. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Not all heroes wear capes. We like to acknowledge when someone does something great here. And we've got one of those men right here. His name is Tugnath Chattervedi. He's a 66-year-old lawyer in India. And he just won a lawsuit he filed 22 years ago. Hmm. He was fighting over a quarter. <laughs> the equivalent of 25 cents Canadian. Hmm. Back in 1999, he bought two train tickets for a short trip through northern India. Uh, combined, they cost 70 rupees or 88 cents. So he gave the train station cashier a 100 rupee note and they shortchanged him. He only got 10 rupees back. He should have got 30 back. When he told the cashier, they refused to give him the rest of the money. Hmm. So he sued the train company for 20 rupees or a quarter yeah. in our money. Over the past 22 years, he's gone to 120 court hearings over <laughs> it. His family has begged him to drop it, but he couldn't let it go. And finally, a judge has ruled in his favor. The company has to pay him 25 cents plus 12% interest a year. Yeah, buddy. So the Compound. total value, $3.03. Maybe next time, get in with the class action. <laughs> you know? Who else hasn't gotten yeah. their correct change while getting on an Indian train? Man, I respect that guy, though. He did a little better, actually. The judge ordered his company, that the company, to pay him an extra $188 in fines. So he's getting around 190 bucks. Not getting his uh, lawyer fees back, though. Well, he is a lawyer, luckily. So Which yeah, gives you, for, okay, that makes yeah, that yeah, makes a little more sense. Gives you an advantage when you're fighting a 22 year legal battle <laughs> over a quarter. But it's only a quarter to him, but like I say class action, but if there was a, a million people, you know, over yeah. 20 years, that's that company's making a killing. They're shortchanging and and padding their uh their profits, Good right? Man. It's not about the money, sometimes it's about the principle. Mm -hmm. Kudos to you, sir. Kudos! <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I hope you're not feeling too anxious about going back to work for another week. We were mentioning that there is something out there called the Sunday Scaries. I had never heard that term before. Jim Kelly, you have heard the anxiety you feel on a Sunday described as the Sunday Scaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like, oh, you know, you've had two days off and now reality's about to smack you in the face and you can't even enjoy your Sunday night because you're worried about work. Yeah, it's all you can focus on, right? Mm -hmm. You feel like you're, you're treading water. Well, there's a couple things you can do. This is a story from CNN to combat the Sunday scaries. If you have some tasks that you need to get done that aren't done and Monday the stuff's all built up already before the week even starts that's a big deal so don't leave stuff half finished for Monday get everything done on Friday we've talked about this Jim we, we need to get you want to run out of work on a Friday you want to get uh, into the weekend as soon as possible but if you just spend an extra half hour mm -hmm. crossing the T's and dotting the I's it makes a big difference when it comes to Sunday scaries. Sure. Put the dishes in the dishwasher. 
And you wake up in the morning and they're clean. Positive anticipation. Instead of focusing on the negative stuff about Monday, focus on the positive. (laughs) Maybe you have a a movie that you're going to watch this week or... Uh, make yourself a an awesome lunch to take with with you to work. Uh, don't you love a meal lo- plan? Looking forward to that nice sandwich that's in the fridge. You've seen sometimes I don't even get to lunch when I when I make myself a good lunch, Jim. Oh yeah, I'll you're, be- you're walking into work with the sandwich in your mouth. Is <laughs> that your lunch or breakfast? Pastrami on <laughs> rye. <laughs> as I come into the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's another tip. Also, if you can't pinpoint why you're feeling nervous on Sundays, you can start a journal or record yourself talking about it. Then you may be able to figure out if it's your job, if it's your coworkers, what exactly is making you feel so anxious, mm. and you can deal with it. Record yourself, start a podcast, the Sunday Scaries Podcast, confessional. Talk trashy about your coworkers. Hope they never tune into your iTunes. What the world needs is another podcast. <laughs> Complaining about things. <laughs> Whining. Uh, yeah, so that's how you, you deal with the Sunday scaries. Now let's move on. How do you deal with the hangover hornies? Oh, okay. The real question. How do you get that out of your system? You basically got to get it on with someone, maybe yourself, whoever it is. Yeah, yeah. Then order Uber Eats after, twice. (laughs) That's a Sunday. (laughs) The hangover hornies. I didn't know that phrase either. Uh, Former co-worker, guy I worked with in Kingston, showed me that he he received a text message from a lady saying, hey, you want to come over? I've got the hangover hornies. Hmm. And I thought that was just a great term for it. (laughs) Started thinking about it afterwards. You do kind of get horny when you're hungover. Yeah, you do. I don't know if it's specifically horny or if it's just like, I feel so terrible. I need something like almost like the Uber Eats. I need some food, something guilty pleasure to get the dopamine going. Anything to feel good. Anything. Yeah. Right. A cigarette. For some people, it's a cigarette. You know what I mean? Just you need something to get you out of bed or enjoy your time in bed. Okay. Well, I think we've uh, made some progress here. (laughs) (laughs) We have cured the Sunday scaries and the hangover hornies. Done. What's next? Are you brave enough to let me see your big cock? Let's take a look at sports with our sports guy. Fresh off a week at the cottage, Devin Peacock. What's up, pal? Hey, guys. Uh, you, You were at the cottage, and then you had to return because you coach baseball. What's the name of the team you coach? We were the Nationals. The Nationals, and you were in a big tournament. Where was it? It was in uh, Lucan. Uh, we played games Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The team uh, throughout the entire year has just been great. We got better throughout the entire season. We like our team was kind of like you know a mix of the 2004 Boston Red Sox, who were nicknamed the Idiots, and the Philadelphia uh, Phillies from 1993, who were the Misfits. We were this like ragtag group of kids who yeah. were, they were the loudest team throughout the entire tournament on the weekend. We were throwing the other teams off. Uh, we weren't taunting, just cheering each other on. They were. It was fantastic. We made the championship game on Sunday, nice. and unfortunately, we came up uh, short. But it was a fantastic weekend. The kids had fun all year long, and was a blast coaching again. Yeah, a real bad news bears vibe, right? Yeah, Alcoholic I mean, they, coach, cigar chomping, <laughs> ne'er do well. Pitcher shows up on a motorcycle. <laughs> How old are these kids? Like eleven. 
They're uh, they're under thirteen, so it's like thirteen and under. So it's uh, well, kudos it's, it's, to the boys. Yeah. And girls, we had girls on the team as well, and they were great as well. I mean, we had this awesome mix of kids. It was really, for, really, really fun. Yeah, and you, you say some of the moms are big Taz and Jim listeners, so hide all your moms, kids. The pause made it creepy. (laughs) Uh, Let's stick with baseball here. The Toronto Blue Jays are about a month and a half out from the playoffs. Are the Jays going to make it in there in your eyes, Dev? I think they're going to make the playoffs, although it's definitely not a guarantee. But when you look at the Blue Jays right now, if if you're looking at the Jays with clear eyes, I don't think you can look at this team and think they are going to go deep in the playoffs if they make them. Right now, they are the top team in the wild card, so they're in a strong position. There are nine games above 500, so they do have you know some space between them and teams below them. But the way they have been playing since the All-Star break is basically above 500. They went into the All-Star break hot. They came out of it the past 20 games. They're basically, you know, they're 11 and 9. So they're almost 500 baseball team. Their offense hasn't been bad. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is hot right now. Now, they're not really capitalizing it. The issue for them is pitching, and especially yesterday, it was defense. Their pitching, especially their starting pitching, which was something they didn't really address at the trade deadline, has not been consistent all year long. And when you just look at this team, one of the reasons they've been struggling as of late is they've run into hot pitchers on the other side. So if their starting pitching is not up to snuff, they may still make the playoffs because they're talented enough, but they're not at the level of the Yankees and the Astros right now. Did you hear that, Blue Jays? Some free advice from a baseball mind that took a ragtag team of misfits to the (laughs) finals in Lucan, Ontario on the weekend. You're welcome. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We're generous. We like to give away free multi-million dollar money-making ideas. And here's one for you. Another one. Guard skunks. (laughs) I'm in. Guard skunks. You know, guard dogs are getting all the guard animal jobs. Why not guard skunks? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I was inspired by this story in Deer Park, Washington. There's a church called the Church of the Nazarene, and a 28 year old man named Grant, Grant Simonson decided he w- was going to break into the church. Somebody saw him walking around on a security camera inside the church, called the cops. Cops showed up, found this guy with a flashlight. Uh, he was rooting through some audio equipment, so it looks like he was trying to steal the uh, the PA system from the mm. church. And while the police were arresting him, a skunk jumped through an open window and sprayed him. <laughs> but the police were arresting him at the time? Police were arresting him. So they got him. caught in the crossfire. Well, I don't know. The way the story is presented, it sounds like the cops got out of the way. <laughs> God's minion came through the window. He does work in mysterious ways, doesn't he? <laughs> See, because to prevent uh, uh, a crime, or to prevent a burglar, the, the guard skunk 
Now, I've seen it on cartoons. Could be thwarted by just putting a, a comical clothespin on the burglar's nose. Oh, yeah, that's but true. But it would be like uh, when you put the blue dye bag in the money yeah. and, the, and the police can track you. They could track you by smell it's if like, you got hit by it. Right, but the pre-crime unit also would be able to look for people with clothespins on their nose. True, <laughs> you're walking through a neighborhood. And then they just follow them until yep. they broke the law and arrest them on the spot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know if you're planning on quitting your job today, maybe open a guard skunk training school. Yeah, it starts with you. It does. Yeah. Just get ready to take a few (laughs) tomato juice baths (laughs) over the next few months while you're getting things going. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Our sports guy, Devin Peacock, is with us. NFL preseason is underway. We will be talking to some fantasy football experts on the show this week. Uh, Dev, I know you and Jim Kelly, of course, both Buffalo Bills fans, and there's another reason to get excited about the team's upcoming season. Yeah, it's not often you get excited about a punter, but if you're a Bills fan and just, I think, a football fan in general, you should be excited about Matt Areza, otherwise known as the punt god. Uh, The Bills drafted him in the sixth round of the uh, draft this year. And he uh, is a guy that is just a guy who has a monster leg. And on the weekend, he punted a ball 82 yards. It traveled 75 yards in the air. Okay, so that's that's the punt. This isn't an extra point or a field no. goal attempt. But the the Bills were hemmed into their their 15-yard line, basically, and he punted into the end zone at the other end of the field. So imagine what kind of like a weapon that can be for the Bills if they, you know, don't have a drive that works well. You bring out the punt god, he just kicks the stuffing out of it, (laughs) and all of a sudden, the ball's at the other end of the the field. Sweet. (laughs) Better than not. I do like the nickname. For me, if can he put it through the uprights from 86 yards, that's what I get really impressed. And when he was in high school, he was, you know, a place kicker, a field goal kicker. And then he just, you know, had this massive leg and he transferred over to being a punter. So, I mean, maybe in a pinch, they could look at him as a, you know, a fill in for uh, field goal kicking. The record is something like 66 yards or something like that. Uh, but they got this guy to do exactly what he did over the weekend against the Colts, which is just punt the ball like no one has punted it before. He had an average in college of 51 yards for every punt. He's just got a massive, massive leg. Do one thing really, really well, I guess, right? <laughs> Absolutely. He's, he's got tree trucks for legs. The punt god. Does it say it on the back of his jersey? It doesn't, but it should. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.